After Buzz TV. It's Ringside Pop. You know it don't stop. With links to the business of everything that's hot. Call it Ringside Pop. You know it don't stop with the flicks to the business of everything that's hot. Welcome to Ringside Pop with Kia Stevens, Marty Elias, and Dale Rutledge. Welcome to another rip-roaring episode of Ringside Pop. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. It is Lucha Underground all day long. Lucha Underground is one of the most creative wrestling products on TV today. Three seasons, over 100 episodes, and they are about to begin their four-night extravaganza of Ultima Lucha Tres. So who else could we have in-house? Of course, Marty Elias, as always, representing Lucha Underground. Always. The referee of all referees. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Take it. Marty Elias, how's it going? It's going great. Good to have you so close. I know. You know I, I think this is the first time you and I have been this close. Yeah, it wasn't my contract for you to be further, but we, we've gone ahead and gotten rid of that clause. But thanks for being here. <laughs> hey, I, thank you. Uh, it's always nice to have you, and we have a couple of special guests today on the other side of the table. Nokia Stevens today. She's out glowing it up. Glowing it up. As only she can. But um, for some extra underground oomph, we have a very special guest, executive producer, Eric Van Wagenen. How's it going? Great. Thank you for having me. It's good to be in the new and improved AfterBuzz Studios. Yeah, we shined it up real nice for you. Love it. Yeah, you like that? It's beautiful. It's been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, well, it's been, I was saying, it's been a while since I've seen everybody. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time you and I have seen each other I in a year. I haven't seen Marty in a year. He's grown yeah. a beard. He's yeah. gotten taller. He's more handsome, <laughs> if that's Thank possible. You. I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I've, I've sort of been out of the loop for the last year. It's been, um, it's been kind of wild. In fact, we were sitting here talking about the shows, and you know, we shot these shows that are airing now over a year ago, June yeah. of 2016, was yeah. when um, the one that we just watched uh, aired. So, That's like, crazy. when I watch them now, it's like it's new to me. I know. I was trying <laughs> to think of, I was there for the taping of the Ultimate Lucha, and I can't remember some of the finishes. <laughs> I was like, I, I remember the spots. I can't either. <laughs> and, and then, you know, I, we also edited them. So, so like, uh, you know, I think we finished editing these uh, six months ago. So, it's really been a long oh time. Oh, my gosh. That's so, crazy. Well, it's good yeah. to have you here, and I can't Great wait to, to talk I, about the show. Me too. Um, speaking of talking about the show, After Buzz's own Lucha Underground After Show host, Ty Matthews. How's thank, it going? Thank you. It's very good to be here, Dale. I feel Glad like I haven't you. seen you in forever either. Yeah, I don't live here anymore. <laughs> Not, I, that's right. That's right. I forgot. That's why I started here is because you moved. But uh, yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about the first season, but once second season came around, we knew we had to get a show on the air about, about Lucha Underground, and so we've been having a blast talking about it ever since. Yeah, it's a great show. I mm-hmm. love watching you guys, and it's a good crew on there, too. It's so much fun. We get a little bit loopy because we tape at 10 o'clock at night, and so... <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm in bed. But it, <laughs> you should be. Everyone yeah. should be. Wow. But, it's, but it makes for an unpredictable atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, so, okay, well, let's just get right into it. So we got Ultima Lucha Trace coming right around the corner. See. Four nights. How did you guys decide to... Did you know that when you were filming that you were going to break it up? You, you know, Chris, always, uh, DeJoseph is always... Uh, he's always pushing for more and more and more and more. Uh-huh. And at some point it was like, hey, Chris, you know, Ultimate Lucha is like 10% of our season now. Like, <laughs> maybe it's time we, we, we called the brakes on it here a little bit. But he did, you know, in fairness... He he wants to give um, the stories uh, a fair opportunity to resolve and to do it in in things that aren't just three minute matches, you know. So so like um, um, 
you know, uh, the matches that are coming up in Ultima Lucha. And just for your clarification, it's the last night of Ultima Lucha is a two-hour finale, too. So it's wow. like five full hours. Five hours, hours of Lucha. Of, of Lucha Ultima Underground. Lucha. And, but what you get is you're going to get a lot longer matches. They're going to play out a lot more. Um, they're a lot more fun. Um, the vignettes are even crazier. Wild stuff's going to happen. So we, we definitely saved the best for last. And, and you're going to start seeing it this next week. Crazy, crazy stuff. Does that mean you're going to be in an ambulance again? You uh, say the best for last. I'm trying to think I of it. No, like, <laughs> no it, I was in the back of a uh, paddy wagon. Oh, it was a paddy wagon. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. They seem the yeah, same to me. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Definitely. But uh, no, I do not make a cameo in uh, this year's final That's pandemic. a real shame. I, I know. Sad, right? <laughs> but you know what's so funny about that? You know, being that he did have that cameo and stuff, he's very well known now with all the Lucha <laughs> believers as Evie does. Oh, yeah? Uh, yes. Uh, it's my alter ego. Yes, it is. You know, my, my children chant that for me in the morning when they wake up. So when good. they want breakfast? Yes, exactly. <laughs> How many people mispronounce your last name in the first oh, it's, place? It's pretty much happened my uh, entire life. So uh, that and I have two brothers close in age, so I, I'll answer pretty much anything. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, it's Van Wagenen. It's just like when you see it and you say it, it's exactly like it's spelled, but it's a, it's a long Dutch Van name, Wagen. so... What are you gonna do? Wagon It's the one I'm stuck with. I like Evie Dub, so there. Yeah, Evie Dub rolls off the tongue a lot easier for sure. So I mean, we have so many matches for Ultimate Lucha Trace. I mean, there's Puma versus Mundo, Career versus Title, Phoenix versus Marty the Moth, Hair versus Mask, Taya, Sexy Star, Last Luchadora Standing. That's a good one. Dante Fox, Kill Shot, Hella War. Coming up this week. Do not miss that one. Literally, do not miss. If you watch nothing. Yeah. else you need to watch that I, I don't ever want to say somebody stole the show but they might have stolen the show and that's this week that, that that's coming up part one i mean they set the bar so high everybody in the back was like oh shit we got to bring it now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really was that was intense and it was crazy and you just go like how do you follow that yeah yeah you wouldn't yeah. want to i mean thank god there's a week between yeah, yeah a little and, breather yeah, they stole the show. Them. They also stole a couple of years off my life watching that match. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah! I don't say it about very many shows or very many matches. I, I, I save my hyperbole for, for you know very specific ones. And this is one you absolutely do not want to miss. 100% agree with that. Um, Dragon Azteca versus the Monster Matanza in a steel cage. Awesome again. Ivelisse yep. and Katrina. Um, is that Ivelisse's? I mean, I'm sorry. Is that Katrina's first uh, yeah, I think match? technically it's her first like official yeah, official match, and and uh, you know Evie I think was you know underrepresented in season three because she had that second foot break. So it's just good to get her back in yeah. in the sparkly pants and doing her thing in the in the Lucha Underground. It's always fun to have her on the show. I, Is I love she doing Evie. okay right now? Do I know? think so. Yeah, I mean I know she's uh, you know I I haven't. Like I said, I haven't seen anybody right. in over a year. I know that she's been very concerned with... She has family in Puerto Rico right now, so I know oh, that, gosh. that uh, she hasn't been able to contact them. So prayers out to yeah. uh, Evie's family and donate money to the American Red Cross uh, in Edie's behalf, uh, Evie's behalf. <laughs> I mean, what a crazy year for yes, all absolutely. of that. Um, Son of Havoc versus Pentagon Dark in a ladder match. And then Cage and Memortes and Crane for, for the gauntlet. Also, uh, uh, another one that's just 
off the rails crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. And that As one, you would only imagine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and that one I think is, it, that one is uh, the, maybe the next. That's, one, I, I think, next. Order? I think that's in week two, I believe. Week two. Okay. I, I, it's, like I said, sorry, I, sh- I, I could look it up, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's in the second week. But it's great. I, I mean, there's all, there's, it's hard to start saying, oh, which ones are must-see match. Just watch all of Ultima Lucha. You may not get it again for a while, so let's watch this one. Yeah. So, so speaking of which, what are we talking about here? Let's, let's. Talk Netflix first. I feel sure. like that a lot of people got a great chance to catch up with Lucha. Yes. You guys were pretty smart. Yeah, you guys filmed a year ago, but yeah. I think that break of airing was a great idea for the Netflix. We movie. were hoping for that, actually. We were we were really hoping that people when, uh, would use that sort of window of time as an opportunity to catch up and get current. Um, you know, initially people think, well, when you stream your show, that... that that cuts into your live screen, your live viewing audience, mm. but I don't think that really is true. I think in a lot of ways it actually um, it actually helps build it up because it build, it broadens your fan base. And once you're current and once you're caught up, you want to be able to tweet about it and watch it, and you don't want to avoid spoilers, and you want to be able to see it in real time. And and wrestling is one of those um, sports that is best watched you know, communally yeah, uh, sure. uh, when you can comment in real time as things are happening. And so th- I think that's the positive about uh, about taking that break and getting everybody a chance to catch up. So, yeah, we're the first two seasons are on Netflix. Um, we are anticipating the third season will be on after it's um, uh, it's not official, but we're, we're it looks very positive. Um, I you know Netflix guards the numbers and they don't really share. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, uh, because it's not really in their negotiating uh, uh, best interest. They to don't tell have you to. They don't want to. That is popular, but I can tell <laughs> you that you know merchandise and uh, sales of uh, the Amazon sales are all up as a result of Netflix. So, oh, so that's definitely good. So we see the spike in you know t-shirts and right. you know, things like that. I guess so that makes somebody's sense. watching. Yeah, so that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, congrats on that. I know it was something, like you said, a long time in the works. Yeah, so. that was like delivering a baby, getting a Netflix deal. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it was, uh, yeah, that uh, did take a long time. Way, yeah, it was like de- delivering an elephant baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think the gestation period of an elephant is like yeah. 20 months, right? Don? That's yeah. about right. Okay, good. I will have to Someone look that Google up. that. Yeah. Uh, that's on the finale, I believe, it's the elephant yes, birth. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm curious to see uh, too, like what what happens with season four. I mean, I, I know you guys haven't said yeah. too terribly much quite yet. For, Boy, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Really, you know, is what's going on? There's what sure can... a lot of stuff floating around out there. People seem to know more than I do. I think. <laughs> do they? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're all anticipating it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like this is, because of that break, you've given people a long time to ponder. Yeah, and, you know, look, there, this show has some sort of things that are unique about it that make it a little different than most wrestling shows. Most wrestling shows, um, the investors will buy the time on a channel, or they will give the show for free, okay. and they will, you know, deficit produce the shows, and then make up for that deficit in ticket sales, live events, touring, merchandise, things like that. That's how they get the that's how the investors get their money back. Our investors came in with a, you know, an, an initial investment to get the IP developed, to create the characters, to buy the costumes, you know. A lot of that was done before MGM ever got involved. Oh, okay. So w- once, you know, the the Lucha Underground kind of uh, intellectual property was established, that's when they found MGM. MGM doesn't do deficit financing shows. You know, we basically say, uh, you know, the ne- if you look at every show on MGM television from Survivor to Apprentice to uh, Shark Tank to uh, The Voice, they get a license fee. 
you know, from the network. The network pays a license fee. We do the show for exactly that license fee, uh, you know, usually less, because if you do it for less, then you can kick money back to your investors. Right. So, so uh, that's how the show is paid for. It's paid for by El Rey. So there's a limited, you know, there's a window of time when El Rey can pick up season four. And to clarify for people listening, yeah. MGM owns El Rey? No, Or no, they no. just have a partner agreement for this show, correct? El Rey <coughs> pays MGM to produce Lucha Underground. Now, there's also an LLC, which owns the IP that controls the touring, that gets the money for the merchandise and gets a certain amount for the okay. international sales. Or like when you go to South By and all that Yeah, so the LLC hired MGM. Okay, I know it's very confusing. Yeah. The LLC hired MGM to produce the show. Mm. Uh, El Rey Network pays the LLC for the show. Does that make sense? Yes. And then the money just sort of trickles down to I see. Okay. From LLC to MGM, and then I get a budget, an operating budget to work with, you know, minus whatever fees are taken out, and that's what we produce the show for. And it's a lot less than most people think. Okay. Um, you know, one of the ways that we can do it cheaper is by doing more episodes. You know, so so right now we're in the process of trying to come up with a budget number that works for El Rey, that works for the LLC, and that works for MGM. And and you know, we have a a, a window of time where El Rey can come up with that money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously as we're getting towards the end of 2017, you know, they're going to spread it maybe over 2017, 2018. There's ways to do it, but you know, there's there there's the negotiation that happens uh, between the network. And uh, Lucia Underground LLC and MGM. So we all need to just sort of get on the same page, and those conversations are happening. I mean, I if I wouldn't be here today giving up my you know Sunday afternoon if I thought Lucha Underground was dead. I don't think it's dead. I, you know, if I was a betting person, I would bet we're coming back. Um, but you know, look, TV breaks your heart. You know, right. anyone who's worked in it knows that you know sometimes the best shows are the ones that that, that don't survive. Right. And then you have some shows that seem to be bulletproof, and you know you hate them. Um, but that's just the nature of television. And, um, you know, this one is one that people feel very passionate about and the audience feels very passionate about. And, and I think that everybody understands that from, from Mark Burnett to Gary Barber and MGM um, to Daniel Tibbetts and Robert Rodriguez. They all understand that this is a very passionate fan base. And you can't really, you know, it, it's hard to quantify that. It's hard to put a value on that. When you're trending on Twitter, you know, even though your audience is, you know, small compared to other television shows and other TV networks, the fact that people are so passionate about it. I think everybody understands that. And that's not something that in today's TV business you just walk away from. Right. You know, it's valuable. I mean, does... <clears throat> so, El Rey, do they, you think that they see the true value of... Oh, absolutely. Lucha Underground? I mean, we're consistently their highest rated show. Um, they, you know, they've been a great partner in that they put a lot of resources behind the marketing of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they're clever about it. You know where they put their ads and where they, you know, put their uh, promotion, uh, and and I know they're committed. Daniel loves the show. You know, Dan, the president of El Rey Network, and and Robert Rodriguez. I know they love the show. They're they're present. They're a part of it. Great. Um, Skip Chasen, he's an employee of 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 the El Rey Network, yet he directs all of our vignettes. So, mm. you know, it's a very it's it, it's a very connected network. You know, um, and, and I really don't think that that there's any scenario where they completely walk away from it. I just don't. Okay, good. That's good to hear. Yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know, they got rid of From, from Dust Till Dawn, yep. which I felt like was their other kind of anchor mm-hmm. on that channel. Are they it, doing it, okay? Well, yeah, them? I mean, look, I, that, now this is all speculation. Sure, you yeah. Know, and of course I can speculate, but it may not be the most responsible thing for me to do <laughs> to, respect, to speculate. But I can tell you that what we get as a license fee in the pantheon of television license fees, this is on the low side. Okay. Dust Till Dawn was not. 
You know, uh, I see, I see. this is for for you know. I look at the shows that I have done and the shows that are at the MGM family right now. This is probably the smallest license fee of any MGM show that we have. It's certainly the smallest license fee of any one-hour show I've ever produced. Oh, okay. So, so you know, granted, it starts to add up when you can do forty episodes. Mm-hmm. But, but on a, if you look at it just from a you know, take it out of the wrestling comparison and you just look at it. You know, it's probably, yeah, maybe it's expensive for a wrestling show, but if you look at it as a television show, it's not. Um, we've been able to, you know, find ways to to um, shoot so many of these at a certain amount of time. I mean, last season we were shooting five episodes on a weekend. You know, right. That, so, you know, there are ways to do it cheaper if you're smart. It's certainly a large season order as well. I mean, most seasons of, of hour-long shows yeah. are about 24 or 20. Well, you get 26, but even that's pretty rare nowadays. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was probably more the model 10, 15 years ago. Right, right. Um, nowadays, you know, you'll get 10 episode orders of, mm-hmm. of series. You'll get 12. You know, and it's not like, you know, TV is changing so much. You know, content is always king, as I like to say, mm-hmm. but the delivery systems are changing. And, you know, the traditional television season really no longer exists, you know, with, with Netflix and streaming and all these other things. Yeah. You know, people, there's no, like, you know, when we were kids and growing up, you know, it was like that two-week window in September where all the shows started. Right, yeah. All, everybody watched them at the same time. And uh-huh. We all talked about it at school. And that's, that's long gone. You know, you don't really have that. I mean, you kind of do, but you really don't. Um, I mean, even he, Game of Thrones was like six episodes. This yeah, season, and then they'll you know? go off for a year. Right. You know, you know, or curb your enthusiasm. It's it starts again tonight or t- yeah, it's yeah. real soon. And it's been off the air for what a year and a half, two years. I thought it was longer than that. It might have yeah. even been it longer. Felt than like it. It, it. it felt like it. Yeah. And, and so people are understanding that you know the traditional TV model um, uh, it doesn't really apply. Um, it's just that when you're a wrestling show, everyone has a certain expectation that a wrestling show is weekly. And, uh, you know, it's live and it's this and it's, it, there's touring to support it and, you know, whatever. We don't fall yet. We don't fall into that mold. And so I think that's why, you know, and, and you know, it's confusing to people. I get it. I'm not sitting here trying to defend that the way we've done it has been perfect because, look, no one would rather have it on 50 weeks a year than me. Then <laughs> um, uh, I wouldn't have to waste my time doing other stuff. But, right. but you know, it's just, it, it, it's just not the way it is right now. So we're, we're working on it. Um, okay, that's a roundabout answer. I hope that was. <laughs> was you that know, a bullshit you know, answer? Well, I have you here, and, and this is something you know that from day one up until now, one of the things you know that I see, and I've seen it. Of course, you you, you hear things and you see dirt sheets and you see all the rumors and things like that. Could you do me a favor, and I'll ask you this, and squash this rumor that has been that we have taped. Lucha Underground and lost hundreds of thousands of dollars every episode because a lot of people have that impression that we have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars during our tapings and I think it's so silly because you and I both know that that's not the case. Yeah, but and, and that's kind of what I was trying to you know explain you know <clears throat> the the model where where uh, you know we we don't go over budget. You know, we give it, we're given a license fee that we stay well within. Everybody gets paid. That's your job, right? Yeah, Basically. yeah. And the, the producers get paid and the partners get paid. And uh, El Rey gets every week a 45-minute, ep- you know, hour of episodic television. Um, now, it's El Rey's job to find a way to monetize that one hour. Right. Their job is to sell the ads. Yeah. Now, if El Rey the network is losing money, that has nothing to do with what I do. My, my job is to is to 
produce the best hour of television that will hopefully draw in the biggest audience for El Rey. Now, of course we wish we had a bigger audience. We wish we had a ten times bigger audience. And El Rey is a, a, a startup network in a, in a TV climate that's hard to start up a network, you know, and they're, they're trying to, you know, new things, and they've uh, added to their original programming in the last year, and they're trying to, you know, create, um, you know, buzz around their network. And, and, and if we can help them do that, um, but ultimately, it's it's up to El Rey to determine if the cost of of paying for Lucha Underground is worth it in the monetization of Lucha Underground through whatever through whatever methods they can do that in. Um, but you know, networks when they start always lose money. Um, of course, yeah, just nature. Any any business you start, really, those you, first you couple have to years, be prepared to deficit for a while. Yeah, um, but that's not my job. My job is to just you know produce. Uh, uh, an hour of television every week, and I can tell you, we've never gone over budget. We've never gone over budget on what we're given as a license fee. So, you know, to say that we're you know we're, we're bleeding, hemorrhaging millions of dollars, I, I don't think you can really define it that way. But I get it. People people need clicks. Yeah, exactly. You know? They grab the the thing that makes people look. Yeah, it's fine. So there you go. We haven't been bleeding, nor have we been bleeding. <laughs> um, fans uh, in the chat roll are asking about UK distribution. Is there a plan moving forward for that? You know, I, I, I know that um, uh, there is, you know, there's the, it's weird because that's handled by MGM International. And, oh, okay. And, and uh, um, you know, when the show started, we were part of United Artists. Like, you know, the Mark Burnett production family is sort of, the company itself has sort of changed uh, parent companies a couple times just in the last three years. Oh, okay. Um, so, that. so uh, MGM International has a team that uh, has been looking to sell it all over. Um, you know, part of it is, is we need to we need a buyer that wants it. You know, we need we need somebody in the UK to give us an offer. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's not like we're um, uh, holding out to protect that territory for any reason. And I know that there, I know because I've been helping them develop materials there's some uh, sales international sales conventions coming up and i know that lucha underground is part of the priority of of mgm international but as far as the day-to-day will we get it in the uk god i hope so because it sure seems like we have a ton of fans absolutely who watch this and and it makes me sad that they can't see it you know on the on the more traditional ways uh, to do it because i know lucha is really hot in um in london right now in england all over so you know uh fingers crossed that they get it soon because i know they're great fans Ty, what have been some burning questions on the after show that you guys maybe that that Eric could answer? I mean, a, a lot of it was was stuff that that kind of you go, you already touched on. You know, the big the big question was just the 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 future the future of the show. You know, because like like we were talking about, it was a long a long time ago that that a lot of these were were taped, and so and you said season four was when? Uh, well, <laughs> if you, when Eric? <laughs> Nothing would make me happier than to be able to answer that question. <laughs> Trust me, I, I want season four to go. But I, I'm sitting by my phone. Yeah, if if there were any burning questions, it would it would just be purely speculative. It would be who are who are some of the people that are on on Lucha Underground's radar to to bring in for a season four. Mm-hmm. That would probably be the thing that 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 us hosts and our our listeners are are most curious about because it's been kind of such a melting pot these three seasons alone. You know, bringing in people from all around the world, creating matches. I mean, just just last season, we saw Pentagon versus Kairi Hojo, Kairi Sane, right? And, which is something that nobody ever thought would ever happen, and certainly so not. That's that's been kind of the the biggest question mark is just who's who would be next. That was uh, Marty. If I if I'm not mistaken, uh, you probably are the one to thank for that. Uh, 
that gauntlet match because you were the one that, that I, I don't I pushed, know. Yeah, I you pushed. pushed to get <laughs> you pushed to get DJ down on the first night, yes. and then you pushed me to come down on the second. second well, night. and then DJ called me. He's like, "Get yeah, whatever you're doing, do Let, stop and go see this. these uh, yeah. these women down in uh, where was that Huntington Park or something like that, Ball, or Hawaiian Ball, Gardens yeah. or something." Yeah, something, yeah. yeah so uh, I, I was hot and heavy because I'm a big fan of theirs yeah. and the Japanese, especially you know uh, EO and. I said, man, I said, dude, we got to go check these out. So and, they just uh, came to town for a, a show? Yeah, because Stardom uh, Japan came and they did something with uh, Jesse Hernandez. Over in Covina. In Covina. Mm-hmm. Ball That's pretty Park. rare, right? And, I mean, they don't come out uh, yeah. very often. Yeah, so they came out and I was like, I remember at the time DJ was like, we need girls. We need, we need yeah, talent. Yeah, because we only had two, I think, at that point. Yeah, and it was like, okay. And then he had the storyline with Black Lotus and it was like, okay, you know, mm. we need to take this somewhere else. And then it was like, oh. I had an aha moment, and that's when I, DJ, we got to go do this. Yeah. And then that's when we... Uh, and as soon as you saw him. And we also saw Thunder Rosa was down there. Yes. And there was, like, there was like three or four... Pushed her there, too. Three or four women there. I remember just <clears throat> handing my card out to like four or five people, women that, you know, put on a great show and... And you know, yeah, like there was a couple went, that got we, away. We started introducing, and oh, by yeah. the way, this is Eric. This is it. And, and oh, okay. And then you know, and the then we met. We so. met the uh, the manager, and it just so happens that they were um, coming back through town on a weekend when we were shooting. Uh. And so they were doing, I think, Cauliflower Alley in yes, Vegas, Vegas on like Tuesday or something like that. So we said, fly in on Friday. And we will put you, you know, keep it super quiet. Don't tell anybody. Don't don't time. don't let anybody know. <laughs> and we will come in and we'll do. We'll use you on Friday and we'll use you on Saturday. And we used them, I think, both days. And you know, we they came in and made an appearance. It was um, um, the um, uh, Aztec Warfare, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, they came in. They yeah. did the, the run in, and, and the then we in, did yeah. the the gauntlet match. And and you know, nobody really knew. Although they did, um, it was funny because you know we we are. Uh, uh, hotel is across the street from uh, Bodega Louis, that little sort of French pastry oh, place. Oh, yeah. I love that spot. Which is like ground zero for Asian tourists to come in and take pic- <laughs> pictures of, of like the cookies I and stuff. I can see that. They're very yeah. cute and the, picturesque. Yeah, yeah, all those things. And so, of course, you know, I'm like, don't tell anyone you're in L.A. Don't tell anyone. So, of course, they wander across the street and they post on, on their Instagram all these pictures of these cookies and immediately fans are like, you're here for Lucha Underground. Uh, <laughs> and they figured it out. The cookie that spoiled yes, it all. The cookie <laughs> that <laughs> spoiled our big surprise. But, but, but these girls knocked it out of the park, man. And, and working with them and, and, and you know seeing what they were capable of doing, I, I, I'm really proud and, 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 and honored, you know, that I was a part of that and, you know, to, to bring them into Lucha Underground. And, you know, it was such an amazing experience for me personally. Yeah, it was that was a great day. I mean, I know there are people that didn't like it, but but um, and look, that's fine. It's not for everybody. Um, but uh, I thought that those three looked so strong and so good, and, and I don't think it made Pentagon look weak. And mm-hmm. and, and um, the crowd is sure into it. And mm-hmm. you know, there's very few matches that that I like to go back that night and watch the line feed on, and that was definitely one of them. So I love yeah. that. And 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 that was that was a point that I was going to try to touch on is not to get too inside baseball, but there's a lot of. Of, of split feelings on on men selling for women and and you know trying to make them look strong and obviously as we've seen at this point in the season it did nothing to hurt Pentagon's progress but him making them seem le- like legitimate credible threats mm-hmm. did so did wonders for that match and for that angle keep watching <laughs> <laughs> yeah no Pentagon was great I mean I don't think um, who was it, it was um, 
uh, uh, EO did the final. Uh, it was the the what was the movie? The Mexican destroyer, or whatever. It was. Yeah, Canadian she'd destroyer. Never, Canadian destroyer. She'd never done that before, and mm-hmm. and they sat out there and worked on that, and worked on it, and worked on it backstage. And, he, and you know, there were she, she was speaking Spanish to him. She was him, speaking right? Spanish. Yeah, you know, it was Spanish. funny because all three of us for the finish were discussing it, and there were some things you know that needed to be translated from English because she knew English yeah. pretty good, and we were translating it to the Pentagon, and we walked through that finish, and she had never done it, and they walked through it maybe three times and what you see on TV was magic. She nailed it. Yeah, and magic. he was very gracious about it. And he, you know, good guy. I really yeah. like Pentagon. He's just a solid guy and a, and a good guy to have around. So much fun to watch, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, kind of back to Ty's question, though. I, I know that you were obviously heavily involved in picking a lot of the, the guys when you were first casting for season one. A lot of the Tough Enough oh, yeah. players came, I'm <laughs> sure, at your suggestion. Yeah, like, yeah, and part of it was, man, we got to. <laughs> We gotta get somebody. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know these people. No, but and 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 I actually though I I knew that Evie could work was a great worker and you know the fact that it was Lucha style I knew I I like I was I think she might have been the first one and then Marty I knew because he's um, you know Marty uh, Casals mm-hmm. from Utah who I, I love and I <laughs> would still hang out with and when I would go to Utah we were you know we were actually stayed friends after Tough Enough. Oh, cool. And. Uh, you know he's half Mexican, even though I, you know, I think the most Mexican, uh, you know, he he can only order at Taco Bell is probably <laughs> as Mexican as, as Marty is. Even though, even though you know he's legitimately, I met his father. His father is is, is Mexican. That's funny. Um, uh, I said, Marty, we'll we'll come create this crazy character, and you know, we we played with like five different things with Marty, but he's so funny and he commits so fully to it. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't think the Marty the Moth thing was going to work. That was. That was all DJ and Roach, and I was like, mm, I don't believe this when I see it. <laughs> and then, you know, he fully committed to it, and, and he's been such a big, big part of this But remember last the season. first Absolutely. weekend? The first weekend? Magnificent Martin with Brenda. Yes, and, and remember what happened? Oh, yeah, he knocked himself, he knocked out. himself out. He's always getting hurt. In a dark match. Oh, geez. Yeah, I always say, say a prayer for Marty. I always say whenever <laughs> he goes out there, because my thoughts and prayers are with Martin Casals, because he was always, you know, he got hurt on Tough Enough, and he was always doing crazy stuff right. on that show. I think and he would have wanted. I, care, I helped carry him into the van to take him off to the hospital, and uh, uh, on when when he hurt his broke his foot on I Tough was Enough. Heartbroken on that episode. Yeah, really. I thought he was going to win it. He was 100%. a sleeper. You know, he wasn't even supposed to be on the cast. I I I liked him because he was from Utah, and all my my dad and all my cousins and aunts and my sister all live in Utah, and I oh, thought, okay. oh, it would be great to have a, a Utah kid on the show. And his 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 little head sheet was in the in the maybes like. And when the network wasn't looking, I went over and slipped it into the yeses. And that's literally how he got on to Tough Enough. Marty, you hear that, man? You have Eric to thank for your career, bro. <laughs> they had seen so many wrestlers at that point. They kind of didn't. They didn't. They didn't uh, remember. And then they brought him out for casting. And once you get him in, you get him talking. He's 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 fun and, and he's pretty he's charming. charming. And he gets himself. I mean, I don't want to take credit because he, he he every break Marty got, he got on his own. But you know what's funny too? He's the reason why that we extended all the padding out too in Lucha Underground. If you guys go to the temple and you see all the padding and the double padding, <laughs> it's all because of Marty. Because we almost killed Marty on yes. the first taping. He was he's spent the night in the hospital yes, I think he did. <laughs> and he is Good yeah question. on 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 the lucha after show he's easily one of our favorites because it seems like there aren't as many people at, that like throw themselves into that character head first yeah. as literally as, as Martin. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that character is a shoot, by the way. Yeah. I am always worried he's going to get hurt. He's the one that always makes me sad. I mean, you know, <laughs> fingers are always crossed when Marty's out there. But he's he's great, and and he has an unusually high pain threshold, and uh, um, 
he's just a fun guy to have around. I mean, you know, uh, not everybody's as fun as, as Martin Casals, and so we're, we're, we're lucky to have him. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of not as fun, I feel like we should talk about the sexy elephant in the room. There's been a lot of... Uh, so, right here. It's like the second hey. or third time elephants have come up wow. on the show. Hey. No, the sexy part. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> You are a sexy elephant. I have said that a few times about you. Because um, you remember so well. Um, uh, there's been so much yeah, press it, about sexy. It, you know, and look, that was a really unfortunate, bad situation. Um, I, you know, I know we had some of our guys there. And, you know, it's, it was a triple-A show to be, you know. to and yeah. so So ultimately the responsibility of how to handle it, thankfully, doesn't fall on my shoulders. Uh, it falls on Dorian's. Um, I can tell you that uh, that Sexy had a three season deal with us, okay. and that deal is is um, you know it's all shot out. You know, uh, season three we had nothing um, tying her to our show um, after season three. Okay. So now you know, does this change a negotiation with her? Likely it would, but I, I don't. You know, we don't have a season four, so I can't even say that yet. You know, right. so. You know, I, I initially had a strong reaction to it, and um, in consulting with the MGM um, business affairs, the lawyers, uh-huh. they said, Eric, there's nothing you can't, there's nothing to do for you right now. You just have to wait and see what happens. Hey, we don't have a season four pickup and pee. She's not a contracted employee. So, you know, there's nothing for you to say or do. But I will say that, you know, um, the one thing that, you know, from the beginning in Lucha Underground is, um, we've never asked anybody to do put themselves in any situation where they feel in danger. And I would never ask anybody to work with somebody that they don't feel safe with. And we have, um, you know, uh, not going to name names, but there's been people who've been let go from our organization because they put other people in danger. And, um, and there's just a zero tolerance policy as far as I'm concerned. But it's not a decision that I have to make. It's a decision that, that Dorian has to make. And, and, you know, from what I understand, I think Dulce might be retiring anyway from, you know, the latest that I heard. Oh, but, really? I mean, that's, I, I mean, it could, it could just be Internet rumors. Right. But, but, but I, you know, obviously the safety of, of the cast and the safety of the, of the locker room is, is most important. You know that that that's more important than anything. You said you had a strong reaction to it. I mean, were did it surprise you? Would it seem? What was your reaction uh, exactly? It was negative. You know, it was like I, if that's the case. You know, you know, and it's kind of hard to tell from from looking at the the video. You know, um, right? It's kind of hard. It looked no different than what she did with um, uh, uh, Mariposa. Mariposa at the end of there, but that was told, okay, she's going to hang on, she's going to yank it, right. you know, and I don't know how much of that was freelance, how much of that was, was um, uh, you know, legit heat that was going on between them during the match, before right. the match, and, you know, evidently there's a backstory there that I wasn't there for, yeah. and that I didn't see, um, but I'm not in a position where I have to make a call on it yet, but 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 I don't, I don't think it's, uh, um, you know, I don't think it's okay. Yeah, definitely not, I yeah. mean, it's... Very interesting, and her statement that she released didn't really clarify too much for me. I was like, I don't know. Okay, maybe something was lost in the translation, but it didn't seem. That's what I was hoping. Yeah, that's for me too. Because it was very uh, strange. Yeah, uh, but but uh, uh, you know, I'm sure she regrets it. She's a nice person. She's always been a, a a good person to work with, and I'm sure that no one regrets it more than than Dulce. You know, it's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um. So, what about you, Marty? What's your next question? No, I, I I was gonna. So like you uh, had something on your lips there. Yeah, you know because sexy. <laughs> it's it's funny because and this is a shout out to Brian Metz. You know, 
her being there, you know, I, I, I always just hear her in the hallway going, Brian! Brian yeah. is the nicest guy in all of Love television. Love Brian. B-Dub. Yes. Brian Matz. Brian and I, uh, Brian, for those who don't know, he's like the unsung hero of the cast of Lucha Underground. He's the he's like the, one of the um, contestant coordinator, or talent coordinators. Mm. So he does everything from pick him up at the airport to get their stuff, to get him into the set, to do whatever. And he's worked with me uh, from Contender to, um, uh, you know, every other, like, show I've ever done. Okay. Brian has always been a cast coordinator. So he's he's one of those great guys to, to have around and... And uh, Marty's kindred spirit, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> guys kind of look alike. Now we do. Lately, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Is that hard, though, for... I mean, I guess this is on the more negative side, but kind of separating, because so many of your players are AAA yeah. uh, wrestlers as well, has mm-hmm. that been kind of difficult sure. to separate them? Uh, uh, yeah, there's always, you know... Boy, we're going inside baseball on this one. <laughs> what else are we doing here? Yeah. This is why we're game. <laughs> These guys got this me is talking. why we're here. Come on, got Eric. me talking. Yeah. You know, the, yes, because because Dorian uh, and AAA are partners in the show. There are wrestlers that are, have contracts with AAA, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a, a deal with AAA, and they and they have a now everybody has a Lucha Underground deal. Um, you know, that's one thing that that you know MGM needed to have as a protection. For we sure. needed to have a separate you know, promotional television cast deal uh, with everybody that's individual. Now, there are some people that have two deals. They have a, a deal with um, uh, Lucha Underground, or, or uh, and then they also have a deal with AAA. I see. And then there are some people that just have a, a deal with Lucha Underground. So there's certain things that people who have a AAA deal can do or, can, or can't do mm-hmm. that people who only have a Lucha Underground deal can or can't do. So it's like uh, different scenarios for different people. Um, that does that confuse things and make things hard to manage? Hell yes, it does uh-huh. all the time. It's a complete they're... fucking nightmare to be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, they're but, playing the same characters a lot it, of times, but too, it's I mean. the nature of it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, um, I have to respect the business that the Roldan family has built mm-hmm. over the years in Mexico. And when Lucha Underground fails or succeeds or dies and never never comes back, they still have a business they need to run. And so I have to be respectful of Dorian, and he's a partner, and he's the you know a major part of the LLC of Lucha Underground. And so I would never say or do anything that, to try and hurt his business. Um, but at the same time, my primary job is to protect MGM's interest and, and protect Mark Burnett. And so, you know, I have to sometimes, um, I have to be the one that cares about the show. And when I say the show, I mean the 45, 43 to 45 minutes of television that's on El Rey Network, you know, Wednesday nights. I have to make that the one thing I'm most loyal to. And so sometimes that comes in conflict with, with Dorian, but, but, but he's a reasonable guy, and we work it out. Uh, one other confusing thing, uh, speaking of contracts, is yeah. the wrestlers that are now popping up on other shows. Um, I mean, we have Johnny Impact now. We have yeah. Taya, yeah. just being Taya, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think even Drago was... Just yeah, Drago? That, I don't know what that was a one-off or what. And but. I think, you know, look, that was an LLC decision. Okay. Um, that's not my decision to make. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the LLC that runs the, the Lucha Underground promotion, uh, they have the rights to... Um, well, Dorian has the rights to any gimmicks that are AAA gimmicks, or, or you know, sometimes the wrestler ha- keeps those themselves okay. and they own their, their own IP rights. That's per wrestler, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Now, Lucha Underground has... Um, has you know, owns our IP of the characters that we've created on the TV show. And I don't know that they've necessarily been 
um, explore. Like, I don't know that you would see Matanza, for instance, on Impact. Right. Okay. You know, but you could see you could Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb, right. You know, if, if the LLC gave him the permission to do that. That's not really, you know, that because, and, you know, and part of this is, you know, I haven't really, the, the show, we haven't taped since June of 2016. So I'm working on other projects. Right. You know, I mean, I'm hoping to get the call to come back and you know, reopen up the Lucha office and get involved in all this stuff. But, you know, my kids have to eat like everybody else's. And so, you know, I've got to be working on other stuff. And uh, I keep kind of a, a, a you know, a, a thumb on the pulse of Lucha Underground. And, I, and uh, you know, I get calls about things and, you know, why can't we do this? And I try my best to, to explain why it is. I don't know that it's um, – I think it's more of an experiment that, that their LLC is trying. And I think okay. – and, you know, I hope that their heart was in the right place and that there are people that haven't worked in a while on television and we want to keep them active and we want to keep them visible. That's what I was kind of um, hoping. I'm sure they're – like you, they've got to feed their families. And, yeah, you know. yeah. And, I, and so I, I hesitate to I, – I hesitate to criticize anything that is allowing guys to make a living mm-hmm. um, because I, you know, and if it were up to me, I'd give permission for these guys to um, work as much and make exceptions wherever we can because it's not fair to have this big, you know, downtime, you know, where, where they can't necessarily make television money. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm all for uh, our cast members working as much as possible. And if that means making exceptions to the contract during this time, as long as it's not like on the same night, you know, on the same time. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's certain things where you have to sort of be the boss and be protective. But, but um, you know, look, I don't think they've got the system completely worked out yet. But, but I, I'm hoping that the heart is in the right place on this and that they, they you know, people are trying to uh, allow people to make money where they can. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I know they had been pretty lenient for as long as it was, I guess, maybe local shows or because even even like a non televised, yeah, non televised shows, you know, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, you know, and even some international like eye pay per views, we've made a lot of exceptions for. Yeah, it seemed like New Japan. Yeah, Puma was working a ton in New Japan. We even moved some tapings around so that he could keep those dates that he had booked. You know, because you know he's look, he's a great talent, and, Mm -hmm. and and if if the more people see him, the better it is for Lucha Underground. I mean, it's not completely one-sided i mean you know the more if 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 there's a ricochet against will osprey match that's getting a ton of buzz well that's good for lucha underground absolutely I, I, i'm not you know so he's not wearing the puma mask i think i think the fans can put it together <laughs> those tattoos are kind of distinct you know yes <laughs> yes the moveset, yeah okay yeah, we'll yeah. Take them. <laughs> like so i i get it i i think that you know um i think that it doesn't have to be so competitive i think that 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 you know, a, a rising tide lifts all boats. Is that what they say? I think that's so. Good. So uh, uh, you know, I'm all for it. To nice. be honest, I mean, maybe I wasn't necessarily a couple of years ago, but I think the more I see it, the more I think it, it, it's better for for everybody to to do well in the wrestling business. Have you had any uh, so dream season four things that you would like to? You know, it depends on the order. You know, it depends on the timetable. It depends on the availability. It depends on the number of episodes. I mean, I think that will. Um, you know, Chris uh, DeJoseph and, and Chris Roach, you know, have had a year to creatively uh, uh, sort of Figure think about stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to see what, they, what they've, what you know, come up with. I'm sure they'll have some, some cool stuff and that we can also capitalize on some of the stuff that has worked in the last three seasons. I mean, you know, we don't always get it right. You know, it, we don't have 20 years of experience to know what's going to work and what's not going to work. I mean, you can you say know. that about every TV show. Yeah. You know, some, look at any old show that's been on more than five years and go back and watch the first season. Yes, it's like, exactly. It's like, wow, that, was, that doesn't look like it anymore. <laughs> so there's a natural evolution with all television shows, and, and I think we're doing that, and we're not 100%. 
Um, some stuff we do, we look at six months later and say, that went over like a fart in church. <laughs> and, and uh, uh, you know, but then there's other stuff where we say, wow, that, that popped a lot more than we thought it would. And, and let's do more of that. So, you know, look, we're, that's the fun of it, right? I mean, if, if we had it all figured out, you know, we'd be the WWE, wouldn't we? Is that who you'd be? <laughs> I'm not sure if they've got it all figured out. Um, let's talk about I mean your... that as a compliment. Absolutely, yeah. I, but to say that they have it all figured out. Uh, let's talk about you at Lucha Underground, because I love oh, that yeah. story. <laughs> this guy's uh, a star. Uh-huh. Took so, a bump like the best of them. That, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was just... I had, I had been hosting the, the, the Lucha Underground after show for a little while, and... And having been involved in wrestling for 17 years myself, a lot of my friends are on the show and involved with the show. And mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I randomly got a text from Marty one night, and, and he was asking if I was, or I think what I was doing that weekend. I was like, oh, I'm actually, I'm going to, to Lucha, like, just, just to watch, just to hang out. He was like, you want to take a bump? You want to you you get bumped? Like, I'll, always, of course. That's scary on Lucha, by the way, because I've been offered to take a couple of bumps, and I'm like, well, I, get, I chicken out. Actually, no. Now that I think about it, it wasn't originally, it wasn't going to be that. So he, he just asked, like, oh, do you want to be, you know, kind of involved? Because there was that whole spot with um, with uh, uh, Dragon and Seca Jr. getting chokeslammed through the bleachers, through the, the very top yep. uh, bleacher in, oh, right. in that section. And so because there was that, that hole there, there's a, a kind of a weak platform uh covering it to make it look like the rest of the bleachers so me and and a few other guys had to sort of like literally sit on the edge of our seats like on the very corner of that bench so that no fans would just wander up and sit and Uh. fall through (laughs) to the floor of the temple they sat on a a two-inch piece of wood for like four hours yeah and so then you get a t-shirt for that or something well so then eventually we're (laughs) in we're in we're in that we're in that holding area and uh and the girl comes up to us and goes uh so there's been some changes there's going to be some physicality now well and we're all we're all workers we're like all right, what do you need us to do? <laughs> sure. And so so that's when the spot came about that, you know, Matanza sees Ray up there uh, standing atop the whole thing and is just going to start clobbering people and just throwing people left and right. And so so we, we got to get bumped by Matanza and we got, you know, the these, these awesome uh, Lucha Underground shirts. But uh, one thing that I've talked about on the show is that so we got changed up in the holding area. But then after the show was done, um, we had to go back and and put the the shirts back in like wardrobe. So we had to make our way in just pants and nothing else, <laughs> just topless from the wardrobe area up to the holding area. You're not wrestling and we backstage. Walk by, I mean, there's worse. And we walk by we walk by Dario, who just sees like four just normal random guys, guys random guys in their pants no shirts they're not part of the show and he and just he so so quietly just looks at us and goes what's going on <laughs> like he's so he's so confused but uh, but yeah so so that was a blast yeah 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 getting to do that was super super fun but didn't you have to do it twice? We, we did, we did. I wasn't sure if we were, no, we sure were going to yeah. explore that. Yeah. So the first time, the, the first time around, it was just supposed to be one and done. Just go in, you know, get bumped around, leave. That's fine. It was during the... Um, it was right before the spot, too. When it went yes, down. exactly. Yeah. So it was Matanza, seconds before Matanza the spot, versus Dragon Osaka in a, in a street fight. And 
Matanza puts him up against the wall, you know, so those warehouse windows, gnarly warehouse windows. 100-year-old glass. Exactly, exactly. And just loads up one of those punches, straight right hand through the window, and as he brings his arm out, it's instantly just pouring blood, oh. just gushing. Squirting. Everywhere. <laughs> Pulsating it. And, yeah, and everyone's kind of confused, like, hang on. That may not have been supposed to happen. <laughs> Marty was not confused. He threw that X up so damn fast. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, guys, time to go home. Let's close this up. Because, uh, yeah. it, well, it's like we talked about, you know, you've got this, like, flesh-eating monster Matanza, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, like <laughs> He's not a machine. Clutching his hand. I mean, if people could have heard Jeff Cobb in Matanza <laughs> screaming. Well, can you imagine just seeing your own blood just squirting out like a right. Halloween well, that's Well, that's what, I mean, the same thing happened to Goldberg back in the day in, in WCW. You punched oh, through a, a limo yeah. window. I forgot about and that. And yeah, caught caught a vein or something. And so uh. everyone got ushered out of the temple. Like, and that was the end of the taping. And so everyone was very confused getting kind of ushered out. Because <laughs> there was no resolution of the and, match. Yeah, right? and, yeah and, exactly. Over. And there are there are producers telling us, like, well, I guess you're coming back yeah. in a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so they, what are you doing in two weeks? <laughs> exactly. So they, they keep our shirts so that so that we can stay consistent and yeah. come back and do it all over again. Oh my gosh. But uh yeah, that was that was definitely And something. then he had his moment. He got tossed a, a Exactly, tossed exactly. Yeah. yeah, I get to take a right hand from, from Matanza and <laughs> made but the show. Even even cooler was seeing like the kind of all of the different locales in the temple. Like you get this you kind of create this map in your head as you watch the show of like of oh you know there's Matanza's cell and there's uh, Mil Martinez's kind of altar and there's Dario's office and there's the bathroom that we've seen Vinny Massaro in mm-hmm. so many times you know <laughs> who's another one of our favorites on on the after show <laughs> of course yeah the temple has so many locations it's yeah. so like people don't realize that all of those locations are inside the same warehouse like I think a lot of people yeah. might think that the in ring stuff is filmed one place and then all of the different rooms are filmed like on a set or something right. but that's yeah. all part of the same warehouse in and Boyle Heights. Pentagon's dojo is right behind the set, the the main oh, arena, yeah. and yeah. like all these other things. And Cuerno's lair is actually my office. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just like we just we milk it. We like if there's an empty corner, we're shooting something. In so it. so yeah, the, I think the highlights of that of that taping were Matanza almost. Dying, uh, getting bumped by by Matanza, and then also this match between once again Vinny Massaro and Cage that was way better than anyone that was expecting. It, it was awesome. Vinny can work. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, Vinny's great. Not yeah. to take anything away from him, but like you, like you, you wouldn't necessarily think that he's a workhorse, right? You know, yeah, and yeah. so that match was yeah one of my absolute favorites of the of the season. That's awesome. I mean, you guys have so many crazy things that happen in that crowd. Yeah, I mean, do you, what you, you must sign some kind of waiver when you come in. I can't recall, but uh, yeah, there must I mean, be something. Yeah, you sign a release, an <laughs> yeah. image release, a uh, safety release. I'll <laughs> never forget. Away you, release. Remember, yeah. and the lawyer gets out in front of the crowd before we ever shoot a thing, and like, uh, you know, what's her sp- her spiel is something like. Uh, during this taping, you will be exposed to oh, bl- yeah. bright lights, <laughs> noise effects, smoke effects. Potentially bodily harm and bodily fluids. <laughs> and the crowd just pops. pops. Love Everyone started yeah. chanting bodily fluids. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, somebody started bringing bodily fluid, fluid signs. signs. Yes. <laughs> our, our lawyer is the most over person of the backstage crew. That's so funny. So, yeah. I, I think it was um, the, the Ultima Lucha, the first one, 
with the the fluorescent light bulb. Oh yeah, that one was. Oh and, man, and they smash it and it like flew and it like almost it like skimmed a girl's head. Uh, that's the end <laughs> yeah. of the fluorescent light tubes <laughs> in the underground. That, that was the beginning and the end right there. My gosh, that was a, that was the first. Like I don't, you know, I, I've told this story before, but it's like I don't know. I'm really not a very like. I haven't watched tons and tons of wrestling, and that one—that was one of those matches where I didn't know if it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen or the worst thing I'd ever seen, and I had to ask people: Was, was that horrible or was that awesome? And, <laughs> I was who was in that match? <laughs> it was the Vampiro against Pentagon. Right? Right? Yeah. Uh, and you had a good story too. I think from, was it from South by Southwest when uh, Mil Mortez was like. Move and some guy. Oh, that was yeah. awesome. I love it when they don't listen to him. It's the best. Yeah, and and you know, <laughs> I was in that match. Yeah, it was oh, crazy. That was a crazy yeah. night because that was like. Remember Aerostar? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the whole thing was just batshit crazy. It's the first time we really put on a show outside of the oh, temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we did not know what to expect, and so we were, you know, we gave, we gave a bunch of the seats away to the people who are at South by Southwest because we didn't want an empty house and who probably haven't put, been to Lucha. Before. Then we, no. yeah, we put. Then we put, you know, a couple hundred up for sale, you know, like 20 bucks a seat, which sold out in like five minutes. There was like a line blocks and blocks long. And and it was the last event at the, uh, whatever it was, the Austin Music Center yeah, or something before, they, before yeah. they bulldozed it. And um, the crowd just got so crazy. But there were a lot of people who weren't familiar with the show that had just come because it was like, hey, I've been hanging around music people all day long. Let's see something yeah. really wacko. Break it up a little. And, and uh, so they thought it was all just, you know, shtick. And so... Um, but I, I forgot who was the magic. It was Phoenix, I think. I think we put Phoenix and Mill Muertes. And, and Mill goes up and he does this. <laughs> and, and Which is scary enough on its own. You think you'd listen. Everybody <laughs> in the temple gets their ass up and goes because they know what's happening. Well, some some jackass is sitting there with his beer in his hand and his popcorn and you know, this stupid <laughs> shit-eating grin on his face. And everybody else's moves. And he just stands there. And, and you know, Mill just says, all right. You're going, and he takes Phoenix, and he just body checks him right into the kid, and it just flipped the chair over, <laughs> beer, yeah. popcorn, everything. And it wasn't even a televised show. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was just for the house there. And uh, to to that guy's credit, he thought it was hilarious. Oh, good, oh, good, good, good. Yeah, so like we had go. a good time. Either I way, think he, was, think he was just drunk enough to where it was still funny. I don't know how he felt the next day, but right. in that moment, he was laughing. Yeah, yeah, because it was funny because Phoenix even told him in Spanish, "Boy, bet they weigh." Mm-hmm. <laughs> still didn't move. So he's like, "All right, we've told you twice." And you thought it was all stick. Yeah. yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's all you get. <laughs> well, this has been awesome. I mean, thanks so much for coming in here today. It's uh, always good to talk Lucha Underground. I mean, so I miss it. Give, what, what's the? There is a, a light of hope. I mean, we're oh we're, sure. You oh, wouldn't sure. be here otherwise. You no, said. no, no. Yeah, no. I, I, I think that there's. Um, I think I still think there's a better than even chance that that we'll be doing this season four. Um, uh, I, I think that um, uh, you know people are committed to it, and when you have people, you know, we've all, you know, I've worked in TV for 27 years, and you, you know when something is is like had its run, and I and I and I don't think I don't see those signs. I don't see people um, giving up on it. I, I think that people are just trying to think of like, well. How can we? How can we sustain it? You know, how do we? Is there something we can do to you know rejigger the budgets and the and the shooting schedules that we can do it for ten more years? Because you know, I I just think uh, you know it's you know we're all being realistic about about um, um, you know how much we can do for how much. 
um, and, and how we can monetize it. And they're always looking for ways to do it. But the partners are great. Um, the network is great, and and you know it's just I think a money thing right now, and I think but I think we'll get there. I do. Would you idealistically? I mean, you've been asked this before, but is is it something that you would like to see it go and do more South by type situations? Sure, absolutely. I mean, that's really fun. I mean, we did. I think last year we were doing some outdoor festivals. We had the the um, it was cricket sponsored mm-hmm. sort of a mini tour. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, 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 we, yeah. So we went out and did some. You know, it was crazy like outdoor festivals and things like that. But the reaction we did was a tamale great. festival. And we did the tamale festival <laughs> down in Escondido, I think, yeah. wasn't it? As you should. And then really. we did a, we did like a swap meet in Houston, which we packed them in Ooh, for that one. That was insane. Yeah. And then we did a Phoenix in like 105 degree weather, and then I at forget, the fair. Yeah, and then you know, there's a fourth one somewhere. But um, uh, yeah, we, I think the the best way to become a fan of Lucha Underground is to see it live. Oh, absolutely. And, and the more people that we can get to see it live, I think the better it is. Um, so, so yeah, we we live events are are are, are absolutely. Uh, a priority for the LLC, and you know, it's just about getting the right partner, the right partners lined up. Yeah, and so yes, we would love that. You think Netflix is a, a good fit for if if things don't go right with El Rey or whatever is is being worked on? Is Netflix a place that you think it would prosper? I, I mean, for new look, episodes, I, I think El Rey is going to want the show back. But if for some reason they didn't, uh, I I guarantee you that Mark Burnett would try and resell the show somewhere. Okay. Um, I, I know that I just know it. I know he likes it too much. Gary Barber, who's a, one of the most powerful guys in all of uh, movies and television, who's the president of MGM, he's been to two or three of our tapings. He's oh, great! Like, he loves it. He thinks it's great. PJ Black's his favorite. Maybe it's the South African kind. Ah, uh, <laughs> nice. But uh, uh, you know, I, I know that that my bosses are committed to this show and committed to continue to produce it. Now, if Netflix wanted an original production, an original wrestling, would we talk to them about it? Hell yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would talk to, you know, anyway. But I again, I don't want to say that to sort of, you know, to miss the point that I, I, I genuinely believe that El Rey is, wants the show and is going to keep the show. So, you know, like, let me ask you as one of the talent. You've got some problems, Marty. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Any predictions for season four? Predictions? Yeah. Bane. No, I mean, when? When or when? When will there be an when will there be an announcement? Yeah. I would say that I would say that we will know within the next month. So there you go. And the reason I ask is, you know, you and I have had these conversations privately. Is that people ask every single day? I know. Every single day, I'm, I I I stopped answering it because I I I stop I hate lying I hate looking like a liar. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been uh, you know so my my line is look I don't want to tell you something that I don't know is the truth, and I don't know it's I I don't know when that would happen, but I still believe that it is going to happen. I we, just don't know when. We did install a mechanism on the AfterBuzz door to not unlock until the <laughs> announcement is made. So it's up to you when you want to say, we'll be here. Um, Where am I sleeping? Yeah. <laughs> what else can we talk about? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what we could talk about. Oh, what's that? Trumpito, El oh, Presidente. Geez. You've definitely oh, almost got, got out the door. <laughs> no, sir. Almost. No, sir. Uh, can uh, I take a knee? <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's so topical. Yes, you can. You can take an A. Um, just, I don't know. I just want to hear your... It's, it's bizarre. The whole thing is so bizarre. Yeah, I worked closely with him from 2012 to 2015. What was he like on the show? About like what you see. Honestly, that's not surprising, but it's yeah. scary that that is... I mean, this is kind of what I expected when this went down. You know, I mean, there's... There, the, as a, When you're creating reality television, you know, there's... Uh, there's 
certain amount of craziness that you kind of like enjoy in a weird sort of way. Like you know, as a host of a reality TV show, he was he gave us great stuff. Right, that's what you want for a host of a reality TV show. (laughs) Those same skills, however, Mm -hmm. do not always translate to the leader of the free world. What I know, Hmm. shocking, right? Hmm. Um, Look, you know. I'm not. I'm. I, you know, without getting political, I. I. I don't. I don't think. Um, I don't think that he's the right choice for our country at this time, and I think that that is playing out. Uh, and I don't begrudge anybody for their political views. I sure. voted for plenty of Republicans and plenty of Democrats in the many elections that I voted in. Mm-hmm. I, I just. I. I think that his ability to deliver on what he's promised is is just not attainable. Look, let me ask you this: Do you think he's still on set? Does he think um, he's still on set? Yeah, I, I mean, he kind of like you know, I, I, when you see like the the you know the General Kelly and people around when you know doing uh, <laughs> like I've been uh, there, man. I've been, yeah. I know what that feels like when you know you, you've prepped him and he gets in front of a microphone and he, and he just goes totally the other way, goes out in the right field, and then you. Know, but I've always had the the luxury of being able to edit. You know, right, things that he says. Maybe we could hire an editor for the president of the United States. That would I mean, at least a tweet, a tweet editor. I can't say <laughs> the yeah, very uh, least. Uh, you know, I have a non-disclosure that 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 restricts what I really can say about about it. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you know, this is no, nothing that I've seen so far has really shocked me. I just know that you know he's he's dude's cut from a different cloth. Yeah, that's you for know. sure. Yeah. Any any good backstage stories that you can talk about, or anything funny, like a, a good oh. anecdote about Trump from the Celebrity Apprentice days? Oh, God, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to even talk. <laughs> I, I have plenty of funny stories. I'll show you some stuff later. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I have I have some funny. I mean, yeah, there's a ton of anyone who worked on that show has a ton of funny stories. Yeah. Um, um, but, were, you, were you surprised? When he was so negative on the new season, because you were so working. No, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I worked with Arnold. No, not at all. Because he did that to Martha when Martha tried to oh, do it right. too. He doesn't want anybody. Just an do ego it thing. It, purely, hmm. you know, he's he's a pure ego, uh, and uh, and unfiltered, pure unfiltered ego. And there's no containing him. And anyone who thinks they're going to control him is is kidding themselves. Yeah. You know, John Kelly or Ivanka or anybody. You know, no, no, he's he is who he is. Not going to change. Well, Trump and wrestlers, what an interesting career you've They kind of have a lot. There's sort of a lot. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they're not unrelated. Yeah, I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame yeah. over WWE. Yeah, yeah, so. there's, there, there, there's kind of, yeah, I think there's some overlap there in, in pro wrestling and, and some of his speeches for sure. Sometimes it feels like he's cutting promos. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, well, he actually released the footage of him beating up Vince from right from WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. You just go, really, dude? Yeah, with the CNN moniker on yes. his head. Yeah, I recall that. All right, now you've got me fired. <laughs> what, we're doing so end? good. <laughs> I promised my wife I wouldn't get fired today. Well, I'm sorry about that. Um, sure, we can do something here at AfterBuzz for you to do. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be something. Uh, what is next for you? Okay, obviously Lucha Underground is, is a yeah, very... Yeah, I'm hoping that comes back. I'm working with the MGM development team on um, on a couple of shows that we're okay. trying to sell. Something that's very close, that's near and dear to my heart, that I'm really hoping uh, we can do it. Uh, we've also been working with David McLean from... Uh, um, um, Formerly of Glow, oh. currently of uh, Women of oh, Wrestling. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's been a fun little adventure. Well, David is awesome. David and Jeannie Buss, uh, the owner of the Lakers, own Wow. Oh, I didn't and realize that. Yeah, huh. they, they had the TV show that had been on the air for, you know, uh, during the, you know, 2000s. Mm-hmm. That had done several seasons on the air. And then they were kind of, an you know, an internet 
sort of platform show. And they're looking to, you know, invest in it, build it up. Um, part, they partnered with MGM Television, hmm. and they want to get a, a wow back on the air. And I think, you know, the timing of it is kind of couldn't have picked it better with, you know, Glow on Netflix and, you know, Marty yeah. and Marty's other show, Glow, mm -hmm. you know, the other one. And, uh, uh, you know, Wonder Woman and all these kind of things that have... Uh, uh, you know, female empowerment uh, that that every network now wants to get involved with. For sure. Well, and, and Marty, like you said, the May Young Classic and yeah, kind of it, this whole renaissance of yeah, of it, it, and it's great because you know the 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 Glow cast is attending uh, WWE pay per view today as we speak. You know, so they're all excited about that. But going back to Wow, you know, I worked with them in 2012, 2013 when they were doing their stuff out in Las Vegas, where they were doing stuff for CW out there, and uh, you know, like David McLean is one of a kind, man. One of a kind, dude, and you know he has his vision, and there you go. Yeah, and he yeah. he he just yeah he's he's been fun to get to know. He, he's uh, you know he's got great stories, and you know being a lifelong Laker fan that I am, it's great to 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 be able to meet and work a little bit with Jeannie Bus. But I'm just more kind of helping him sort of consult on a, on on a you know potential uh, TV show opportunity, and that you know they're taking it out in the marketplace, and hopefully they sell it, and you know hey. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see who. I don't know who will work on it, but we'll see. <laughs> I've worked with them before, and I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well put it out there. Why not? <laughs> All right, Eric. Thanks for joining us today. Awesome. Uh, where can people find you? Are, are you a social media guy? I've seen you tweet uh, some funny things just, recently. Just, but. I mean, like I graze this. I'm like good for a tweet a month or something <laughs> like that. But you know. but they're zingers when you got them. I like that. About <laughs> Every it. once in a while. Uh, but but uh, I try. You know what? I'm just. I you know I. I the, I'm not good at all that stuff. I'm re I'm really not. I'm the lead. I sort of want to stay in the background. But you can follow me. It'll make me feel good if I get over, <laughs> you know, 2,200 followers or whatever it is. And uh, it's Eric Ben Wagner uh, at Twitter with 17 E N's. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you for bringing me back to the third grade. Yeah. Is, is Twitter the only one? Or uh, yeah, I don't really. I have a Facebook, but that's mostly just pictures of my kids doing stuff. So yeah, you know, I'm not gonna. You don't want to follow me there. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I turn 50 next year, so I'm a little out of the demo. Wow. Yeah, I'm not that? a guest. Yeah, it's true. Huh. All right, Ty, how about you? Uh, everyone can find me on pretty much all forms of social media, at Ty Matthews PMA. Uh, the Lucha Underground After Show airs Thursday nights at 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific uh, live for, for the rest of this season. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's really the only show I've got going on. Um, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. In the CW, right? Fucking, yeah, we, we just landed on uh, over 100 new CW stations. So check nice. those local listings, all that fun stuff. Wrestling and writing. So trying uh, to get it in there. Uh, I dig <laughs> it. Yeah. Marty? Uh, at Marty Elias, uh, 1967 on Twitter. At Instagram, at Marty Elias 67. And on Facebook, good old Marty Elias. And I am The Walking Dale on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me on Wrestling Compadres and Dishing on Movies. So we will see you guys next time and look out for more Lucha. Ultima Lucha 3 this Wednesday. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Dale Rutledge, and Stephen Lemieux, managing producer for AfterBuzz Wrestling Mark Donica, and the entire Ringside Pop staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow the show on Twitter at Ringside Pop. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!